With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenet Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time broadcast. I praise the Lord for this open door that our Lord allows us day after day to open God's eternal Word and study the Word of God together. I trust that if it's at all possible, you'll get your Bible and follow along with us as we open the Word of God today. We're turning in our Bible again, the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter number 13, and we're continuing our study on this more excellent way that Paul speaks of to the church at Corinth. You remember in 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, the church there at Corinth had abused and misused the spiritual gifts. In fact, Paul mentions in verse number 2 that even when they were unsaved, while they were yet Gentiles, they were carried away under these dumb idols as they were led. And Paul refers here to the worshiping of gifts as the worshiping of idols. And then he gives them a strong message on the proper relationship of the gifts to that young church. And God put them in there to glorify Christ, to unify the church, and to edify Christians. But they had begun to worship the gifts, and then they were filled with vainglory because some who had gifts felt like they were better than others. But Paul closes the chapter by saying to them, I show unto you a more excellent way, something better than the gifts. And then we begin our study in chapter number 13. And in the first eight verses, we looked at the greatness of charity. And in those verses, we learned that charity is greater than the ability to speak with the tongues of men. It's greater than the ability to speak with the tongues of angels. Charity is greater than the gift of prophecy. Charity is greater than understanding of all mysteries. Charity is greater than having all knowledge. Charity is greater than having faith to remove mountains. And charity is greater than bestowing all our goods and giving to the poor. And charity is greater than giving our body to be burned. And then in verse number 4 through verse number 8, we looked at eight glories of charity, things that charity will produce in the life of a believer. We learn, first of all, that charity suffereth long. Second, charity is kind. Thirdly, charity rejoiceth in truth. Fourth, charity beareth all things. Fifth, charity believeth all things. Sixth, charity hopeth all things. Seven, charity endureth all things. And eight, Charity never faileth. And then we came back to those same verses, verse number 4 through verse number 8, and we looked at the governing of charity. There are some things that charity will not permit in a person's life. Notice these eight things. The Bible said charity envieth not. You know what that word means. 
And then the Bible said, charity vaunteth not itself. That means charity does not think it's better than others and lift up itself with vain glory. And then charity is not puffed up. It does not blow up easily. Then charity does not behave itself unseemingly. Charity seeketh not her own. Charity is not easily provoked. Charity thinketh no evil. And charity rejoiceth not in the truth. And it's evident in the teaching of the Scripture that those who were worshiping the gifts instead of the giver, and they had made idols out of the gifts, they were practicing these unchristian behaviors there in the church. Some of them were filled with envy. Some of them did lift up themselves. Some were puffed up. Some did not behave themselves as they should. Some were seeking their own glory. Some were easily provoked. And some were constantly thinking on the evil and what they could do to make others look bad and themselves look good. And then they rejoiced in the sin, the iniquity of others. But Paul is saying to the church at Corinth, if you just had charity, it would so change yourself and your lifestyle and Christ would be much more glorified and the saints would be edified and the church would be unified if you would just put on charity. And then beginning in verse number 8, he deals with charity and the gifts. And I mentioned this briefly on yesterday. There are two things here that we notice about charity and the gifts. Let's look at them. First of all, in verse number 9, we learn that the gifts were partial. Notice what the Bible said in verse number 9. For now we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Now the expression that Paul uses here, there are two things about the gifts that he said. He said, we know in part. So the gift of knowledge was only a partial revelation of God's plan and God's purpose there for the people of God. And then he said, we prophesy in part. And again, the gift of prophecy was just a partial gift. What do you mean by that, preacher? Neither the gift of knowledge that they received nor the gift of prophecy gave them a full revelation of God's will and God's ways. No, my friend, it only focused on a certain element of God's work and God's will. But God said in verse number 10, but when that which is perfect is come, when that which is complete is come, then that which is in part shall be done away with. So we see these temporary gifts were partial. They only reveal part of God's will to the believers. They were temporary. And we see from verse number 9 that someday the partial would be replaced with the perfect or complete thing that's mentioned here in these verses. Now then, notice again in verse number 8, not only the gifts were partial, but we find the gifts would pass. The Bible said in verse number 8, charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. 
whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. In this verse, we're taught four truths. Number one, charity will never fail. And the word fail there is not just speaking of an incident of failure. It's talking about it will never lose its power. It will never diminish in its strength. It will not fade away and die. It will never fail. But then he said in verse number eight, prophecy, speaking of the gift of prophecy, shall fail. Prophecy was needed in the early church. It was all they had to hear from God. But Paul said that will begin to fade away just as someone whose health, when they grow old, begins to fail them. And then he said the gift of tongues shall cease. And the word cease simply means they will come to a natural death. When that which is perfect is come, then the tongues will die a natural death. And then he said the gift of knowledge it shall vanish away. The Holy Spirit will quit giving that gift to people when that which is perfect is come. So we find here that charity never faileth. Prophecy, the gift of prophecy shall fail. The gift of tongues shall cease. And the gift of knowledge shall vanish away. But now look at verse number 10. He said, but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Now we learn from verse number nine, that which is in part speaks of the gifts. But what is that which is perfect that's spoken about here in verse number 10? There are those who would say that this is speaking of the Holy Spirit. But I remind you, the Holy Spirit was already present when these words were written. There are those who would say that it speaks to the millennial reign. But again, I submit to you from the context, this does not speak of the millennial reign. No, my friend, this replacement that is to come is a neuter gender. The Bible said, but when that which is perfect, neuter, not him which is perfect, but that which is perfect. And the only explanation that is reasonable when you study the Word of God from this is that that which is perfect speaks of the coming of the Word of God. The Word of God is neuter gender. The Word of God is perfect. And at this time, when Paul was still writing, the Word of God is to come. So what verse number 10 is teaching us is that with the completion of the canon of the Scriptures, the written word of God, then the gifts would not be needed anymore. The gifts were given to manifest Christ in a partial way. But in verse number nine, we find that the word of God will manifest Christ in a perfect way. The gifts have served their purpose when the word of God comes, and now they will be needed no more. So they will simply cease to exist. This did happen with the completion of the scriptures, and there were basically no speaking in tongues and no gifts ministries for a number of years in the work of the church. Then in verse number 11, Paul uses the reference here to that of a child growing up to reveal 
the usage of the gifts and the passing of the gifts. He said, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. This verse teaches us that the gifts were for the infant church, which operated on signs and wonders because it had no written word of God. But the advice to them in the word of God is that they grow up and become mature Christians in the work of God. Notice in verse number 12, he said, For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even also as I am known. This is not a comparison of our life now and when we get to heaven. Though it's often used that way, Paul is saying that while the gifts were in operation, people could only see Christ as looking through a dark glass. But when the written word of God is come, Paul said, through the word of God, we shall behold him face to face. The gifts were a partial revelation of Christ. So those people who were operating on gifts only knew Christ in parts that the signs revealed. But with the coming of the completed word of God, then shall I know even also as I am known. Well, our time is gone again. We'll continue tomorrow, the Lord willing. Father, take the word. Use it to your glory. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Behold, the fields are white. It's harvest time. Well, I trust you're enjoying this study on the Holy Spirit. Let me remind you that I do have a book that I wrote on the person and ministry of the Holy Spirit. And if you'd like to have the book to study further, I'd be glad to send it to you. Just simply write to us and include a love offering for the radio ministry. Address that letter to Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. That's Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at this same time. God bless you until the next broadcast. Oh,